That was not a foul on Kelly Olynyk. It just it just wasn't a foul. We'll talk about this game on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Broadly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill, where I am finally verified. Yes, I am finally got the little blue check mark next to my name. Let's get it, you feel me? Uh, but you can also find us over on YouTube, at Locked On Pistons. Make sure you guys are going to check out the channel over there, supporting it, giving us a thumbs up on the videos and the subscribe button. Make sure you do all that if you haven't already. And if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a five-star review down below. And also, thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. But let's go ahead and talk about this game against the Philadelphia 76ers, which the Pistons lost 110-102. At one point in the fourth quarter, the Pistons had cut this lead down to a five-point game. And... Something despicable happened. Something that just something that just shouldn't have happened happened. Um, Kelly Olynyk was whistled for an offensive foul. Keelan Hayes got the off or defensive rebound. He was taken off with it. Joel Embiid picked him up. He saw the mismatch coming towards him with Joel Embiid around half court. Once he saw the mismatch with the big guy on him, he hit the gas pedal, took off towards the rim, beat Joel Embiid around the perimeter, take was able to take a wide open layup. Made it, and then a whistle was drawn, uh, called on – a foul was called, I should say, on Kelly Olynyk for an offensive foul. I guess they tried saying that he was holding a defender that allowed Killian Hayes to get a layup, which just didn't happen. And if the Pistons had a challenge, they 100% would have won that one. That probably would have been one of the easiest challenges of the year. They did not have a challenge. Dwayne Casey had just used it earlier in the fourth quarter, and that pretty much ended the game for the Pistons. Joel Embiid came back, came back down the floor – it hit a dagger step back three from the top of the key, and that pretty much ended the game. And the the fourth quarter was a fun fun quarter to watch. Uh, it towards the beginning of the fourth quarter when the bench was in, the lead had ballooned up to twenty two points. It didn't. I didn't think the Pistons were going to sub back in their starters, let alone Killian Hayes, who got his first fourth quarter minutes of the year last night against the 76ers. But they did bring him back in, and the starters are surrounded or uh, keyed in by Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bay. They led this comeback really. Killian was making multiple plays. He hit five. He had back-to-back possessions where he scored. One was a layup and one was a, a, a three. And then the next possession, he assisted on a Sadiq Bay corner three. Then Killian Hayes on the next possession defensively was able to strip Tobias Harris on a great rotation by him. It looked like it was going to be easy bunny by Tobias Harris, but Killian Hayes was able to strip him, get an easy bucket down. Uh, actually, not even an easy bucket because that ended up turning into a foul for Jeremy Grant to get free throws. But Jeremy Grant ended up missing both those free throws, which also really hurt the Pistons. We'll talk about Jeremy Grant a little bit later on in the episode. Uh, but, yeah, Killian Hayes was great in the fourth quarter. Sadiq Bey had 13 points, I believe, in the fourth quarter. He was fantastic. He had multiple outside shots. Hopefully that gets him going. He was struggling from throughout the night from beyond the arc, still continuing with a theme that we had seen throughout the regular season thus far. But in that fourth quarter, he was able to get some of his long-range shots going, which is really good to see. And overall, he just played really well in that fourth quarter. So Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bey really led this fourth quarter comeback for the Pistons. It was really good to see. Um, but, yeah, throughout the majority of the game, though, 
the Pistons offense continues to just be something that is just a tough watch. Uh, I tweeted out during the game that it's basically like watching paint dry, watching the Pistons play offense. And they did finally break the 100 marker. Like we're in 2021. That shouldn't be such a, such a big deal to do, but the Pistons finally did it. And I didn't know if they were going to do it this game. I didn't know if they were, when they were going to do it, they were probably going to have to wait till Cade came back. I thought to break a hundred points, but they did tonight with one Oh two. Um, However, shooting 33% from beyond the arc, this isn't going to cut it. And trust me, it's only at 33% because Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes hit a few down the stretch. If they, if that little fourth quarter surge doesn't happen late in the fourth quarter, there's, we're looking at like 21% from the field, uh, from beyond the arc again. And that's just, it's, it's tough. You, the Pistons can't continue to try to win games like this, no matter how good their defense is, which by the way, I thought was pretty good again tonight. The Pistons, uh, the 76ers ended up scoring 110 points, but I thought the Pistons actually played good defense throughout the re- the whole night tonight again. So again, it's just they they can't continue to to shoot this badly and think they're going to be in games and get a win. Uh, eventually, they're going to have to hit shots. Um, so it's it's a struggle right now for them. Obviously, they did only turn the ball over 12 times. They forced 20 turnovers by the 76ers, which once again their defense was fine. Uh, Joel Embiid. Got a lot of free throws tonight. He ended up shooting 15 of those. A lot of those came late. Uh, the refs, you know, it was kind of funny. The refs, he shot 15. This is actually going to prove my point. The refs kind of swallowed their whistle throughout the entire night. They didn't want to call fouls on literally just about anything. They were letting dudes just get clotheslined out there, okay? And then all of a sudden, Joel Embiid ends up with 15 free throws. The 76ers as a team shot 24 free throws. So Embiid took up almost more than 60-something percent of their free throws. Uh, and only nine other free throws were taken from non-Joel Embiid. Uh, so it, a lot of those came late, and he just ke- started getting this this whistle late that was really frustrating to watch as a Pistons fan, and definitely for Pistons uh, teammates out there and, and players, they they definitely were they they were getting frustrated with it. But overall, again, like I said, they're not going to continue to be in games shooting 33% from the free, uh, three-point line, and then also shooting 19 of 27 from the free throw line. You can't. You can't shoot poorly from the field overall. You can't shoot poorly from three-point range and then also shoot poorly from free throw and expect to win a game. It's just not going to happen. They have to get that sorted out. It's a serious problem right now, I believe, for the Pistons, uh, and they have to figure it out somehow. Uh, Josh Jackson shot 104 from deep. Jeremy Grant, 105. Again, we'll talk about Jeremy Grant later on. Um, Isaiah Stewart, uh, we're going to talk about him today as well. He only played 18 minutes tonight. He only got one three up. Uh, and shot 0 of 1 from those ones. Sadiq Bey shot 4 of 9 from deep. Killian was 1 of 4. Kelly Olenek, 1 of 3. Joseph, 0 of 2. Frank Jackson started to come to life a little bit in this game, cooled down in the second half, but he did shoot 2 of 5 from deep. And Luca Garza, if you take Luca Garza away, we're talking about this percentage looking even worse because he shot 2 of 3 in his four minutes of action in the first half, uh, and he had a little battle going on there with Joel Embiid, which is pretty funny to watch. Uh, but, yeah, the fourth quarter surge was fun to see. Now, we're, we're going to continue to talk about it, and, and we're going to hit on specific players and Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart a little later in the podcast. But, yeah, again, Jeremy uh, – not Jeremy. Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes really played really well in the fourth quarter. And, and a quick point on Killian Hayes before we go to the ad break. I tweeted this out as well, and this is the point that you got – and this is the thing you guys wanted to see. You guys, fans, should be happy to see. Killian's first two games, awful. His next two games, these last two games, were better than his first two games. Now you hope that his next two games are better than these two games. Then you hope that those, the following two games are better than those last two games and so on and so forth. You're seeing improvements each game as Killian plays. 
he's looking better and better and better and better. That's what you want to see, which is why it's a long season. And stay tuned because he's getting better each game, which is what you want to see. This is good. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what happened throughout the game and then end up talking about Jeremy Grant, who struggled again tonight. Uh, is there a reason to be worried about Jeremy Grant at all? We'll talk about that when we come back from the ad break. But first, let me tell you about some of our sponsors. First up, McDonald's. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. McFlurries, I absolutely love them. The Reese's Pieces, uh, McFlurries, my favorite. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I've told you guys many times, a few weeks ago, me and my fiance Megan, we went and took a trip to Chicago. But before we had to get out on that trip to Chicago, we had to stop and get breakfast. And you know where we stopped at. We stopped at McDonald's. I got myself that sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin. It's my favorite thing at McDonald's. And you know that thing had me ready for that trip. I hate long trips, even just a four-hour trip to Chicago. But that sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin had me ready to go and have fun in Chicago. So definitely make sure you guys go check out the breakfast there. I, I'm telling you, I know it ends at 1030, but you got to wake up before 1030 to go get that breakfast. It's worth it, I promise. So go ahead to your local McDonald's and to refuel and to reconnect. Bada, ba, 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 I'm loving it. But let's go ahead and get right back into some of the things about this game against the 76ers. Again, let me just tell you guys that I thank you guys so much for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We love it. Go support us over on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already. And like I told you guys earlier in the podcast, if you guys aren't following me already on Twitter, I have a reason for you guys to follow me even more now. I have awful takes. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I still have a check mark now, a blue check mark. You get it. You know, so you have to go follow me now. I have bad takes. I don't know what I'm talking about with basketball. I sound stupid about 90% of the time, but now I have a check mark. So that wipes all that away. That isn't that, I believe that's how it goes, right? Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and talk about this game still against the 76ers. So again, the Pistons really struggled to really get anything going on offense throughout the majority of this game. Uh, it, it was It was a serious struggle. They just continued to be stagnant in the half court. When they get on transition, they look a little bit better, uh, but they continue to be stagnant. And, you know, you have to wonder if that has something to do with the bad shooting. A lot of their shots were still wide open tonight. Like a lot of these shots were open and they were just missing. But you have to wonder, is this like, would, would they shoot better if they had a little bit more ball movement going on? And in the fourth quarter, in a lot of those threes that Sadiq Bey hit and some of the shots that Killian hit, and some of the shots the team that's hit in general the last like six minutes of the game came off extremely good ball movement, driving kicks, extra pass, swinging. When you get ball movement going, I feel like it just – I don't know. Tell me if you guys agree, but I feel like once you get ball movement going, the shots start to drop a little bit more. Just standing around and then waiting for a kick out or an isolation and taking a wide open shot that way, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that kind of hurts a, hurts a shooter's balance. I feel like if you get like some ball movement going on and everyone's touching the ball – you start to see shots fall in more. Uh, and that started to happen in the fourth quarter. But eventually, like I said, they need to just start hitting shots at some point. It's just – it's really it, it's it's really hurting them badly to really compete in games. It's a shocker that they only lost this one by eight. That fourth quarter really saved them. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about Jeremy Grant a little bit. So Jeremy shot four or 14 from the field tonight. He shot, that's 28%. He shot one of five from beyond the arc. He was five of five from the free throw, free throw line until those final two free throws late in the fourth quarter to cut the lead down and really help the Pistons keep surging in that game. That Again, that 
that uh, whole sequence came off of Killian Hayes making a great rotation. They had just hit two uh, two straight shots on offense to cut this lead down within 10. I believe this was just coming off of Sadiq Bay corner three. So Tobias Harris had what looked to be a wide-open layup. Killian Hayes makes a great rotation, strips him. They get up to Jeremy Grant. He gets fouled. Momentum is completely on the Pistons' side. They're cutting this lead down. They have a chance to get it down even further and really put pressure on the 76ers, who were forced to bring Joel Embiid back into the game after Andre Drummond, former Piston, fouled out the game. Um, but Jeremy had a chance to really give the Pistons a lot more momentum, and he missed both the free throws. Now, missing one free throw, okay. Missing both down the stretch, that was extremely hurtful for the Pistons to come back hopes. And it put it gave a little bit more juice to the narrative that Jeremy's not a good closer. Now, if you guys have been following me, you guys know that I wrote an article last year talking about how Jeremy Grant has been proving the, the haters wrong, how he's been he's incredibly improved. He looks a lot better in his role, et cetera, et cetera. I've been a fan of Jeremy and how he's played in Detroit. But so far to start the season, he's really struggling to shoot well from the field. Uh, he's right now for the season. He's actually, and after, he obviously missed the game with one of those, the, his elbow injury. But right now, he's shooting 34% from the field, which is just – that's awful. That's worse. Killian Hayes shot 37% from the field tonight, so just give, that gives you an idea. Uh, he also shooting 30% from beyond the arc. He's shooting 78% from the free throw line, which is down six points from last year. Uh, Jeremy's not having a good start to the season. Now, it's only been three games. It's not too much to panic over. But Jeremy did give, like I said, juice to the he-can't-close – uh, narrative and you know at this point he wasn't doing a very good job of it last year I have to be honest I'm not going to lie because I'm a fan of his game I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't see what you guys were seeing last year he definitely did struggle at times last year closing games out and he also struggled again tonight and he, he even struggled with it earlier in the season against the Chicago Bulls in the first game you could argue if the Pistons had a better closer and they had better performances down late in that game the first game against the Bulls they maybe win that game if they have K Cunningham, they probably win that game. That's how close they played the Bulls that game. But it simply came down to basically a 1v1 between Zach Levine and Jeremy Grant, and Jeremy Grant just simply got outplayed and really struggled at times. So then you fast forward to tonight or last night, he misses those free throws down the stretch. And really, Sadiq Bey was really the person who was carrying the Pistons offensively. Uh, him and Killian Hayes were really carrying the load offensively down the stretch, which I know I think that's even with Sadiq's improved uh, ball handling and his improved feel inside the arc, I don't think people really saw that coming before the season. I definitely don't think people saw anything like Killian doing what he did tonight in the fourth quarter. So if, I, I think that came from two guys that you don't really expect it from. Maybe so more so, obviously, Sadiq moving forward now because he's he showed us that he's improved. But still, I think the idea before the season, Dwayne Casey told us multiple times in the offseason, they told us multiple times in training camp and media sessions that Jeremy Grant was going to be their guy down the stretch. And so far this season and so far last season, he just hasn't been there. He just he's, he's made mistakes. He's taken bad shots. He's missed easy shots. He's missed free throws. He's struggling right now from beyond the arc. Not beyond the arc, but well, he is struggling from beyond the arc on the season. But he's struggling in closing moments. And the Pistons need a guy who can do that. Like I said, Sadiq did a good job of that last night. But I think, once again, that's the main area that they're really needing K Cunningham to return and help them in. Because that they, they desperately need someone who's going to help them play a little bit better down the stretch. Help make some shots down the stretch. And I, I think that will do wonders for the Pistons and helping them get their first win of the season. Uh, so, and by the way, the Oklahoma City Thunder got a win before the Pistons. It's pretty, it's sad right now in Detroit. It's sad, it's sad. And Kay's not playing. We're stuck having to watch the Kay Cunningham. What is it? The the auto insurance uh, commercial every 
every damn commercial break. We're seeing that Kate Cunningham insurance commercial. And it's like, dude, you're not even playing. Please, Bally Sports, get this off. Get this off our screen. We just want to see the dude play. Stop teasing us with this commercial. And by the way, on that commercial, they don't even have the real beat writers in there. And one of the funniest things to me about that commercial, real quick, I know I'm sidetracking a little bit, but if you watch at the very beginning of the of the of the commercial, Cade points with his right hand over to the back right of the media <laughs> of the media room to answer a question. And I've been in there. I was in there, obviously, for the 2019-2020 season. The person that ends up asking the question that he points to is nowhere near that right side. They're all the way on the left side. Some girl over on the left side of the room. So they didn't even match that up right. The commercial's not that good. It's bad. It's just a not, good, it's not a good commercial. It was funny at first. Like, oh, yeah, Cade got himself a commercial. But then, you know, and now it's completely played itself out now that he's not playing. And you start to see that eh, this wasn't really that good of a commercial. Uh, but anyways, I got sidetracked a little bit. I'm sorry. Either way, they desperately need Kate Cunningham, who Dwayne Casey said they don't have a specific plan yet for him to return on Saturday. He did say he's going to practice with them today when you guys listen to this on Friday. And if you guys remember a few weeks ago, Dwayne Casey did go on to say that he wanted to get uh, Kate Cunningham multiple practices before he returned from his injury. He's been practicing this whole week with the G League team for the Pistons, uh, the Motor City Crews. Uh, and they actually tweeted out something that said getting ready for the weekend and it's, Kay, it's a picture of Kay Cunningham. So they're even teasing about it. Um, so the fact that he's ha- been able to practice all week and he's also going to get a practice in tomorrow, plus it being a home game, it could possibly be his debut in the Pistons. Uh, his first game of his NBA career being at home, I think I told you guys this a few weeks ago, I thought that had something to do with it, them wanting him to have his first game in Detroit. Really, I really do feel like that had a little bit to do with it. So I, I really do think he might play Saturday. He is going to play Saturday. So um, we'll see what happens. But Dwayne Casey did say that he doesn't have a specific plan right now for him to play Saturday. But, yeah, they desperately need him to come back and help them close games on the fourth quarter because they may have two wins tonight. Definitely, I feel like they definitely won one Chicago game. But even tonight, I feel like they could have possibly won with Cade. Uh, but, yeah, Jeremy has to play better. Jeremy has to play better. He has to do a better job closing games out and just making the simple play. The Pistons were at their best, honestly, tonight when they took the ball out of Jeremy's hands down the stretch and just let Killian Hayes work in the pick and roll, let Sadiq Bay look in the pick and roll. And they moved the ball. That Both of those guys were doing good jobs of making great decisions with the ball in their hands. And again, before we go to the ad break, I just have to say this about Sadiq Bey, because I know that I was hard on him throughout the entire offseason. I will continue each episode to say that I was wrong, and I am incredibly happy to see what I saw from Sadiq Bey. He's making better and better decisions with the ball in his hands. He's looking better and better within the arc. It's, just, it's a great sight to see. I was wrong. You'd like to see him start shooting a little bit better from beyond the arc. I'm a little bit worried that this may be hurting his his outside shot. I want to see his outside shot come with it because I really think that he would be at an elevated level if he's able to get both those things going at once. But either way, great game, great fourth quarter basically tonight from Sadiq Bey, Killian Hayes. They need their veteran and Jeremy Grant to play better, and they desperately need Kay Cunningham to return. When we come back, we're going to talk about Isaiah Stewart just a tad because I feel like we've now hit a point with a certain part of his game that it's fair to raise concerns about it um, right now because I'm going to. I'm going to bring up basically that's the reason why. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk about that. But first, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Online AG. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new update desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. 
from basketball, football, baseball's postseason, the World Series that's going on right now, NHL, boxing, and even UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, your favorite sponsor of this entire podcast that I ever read, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also have a ton of other flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try a boot bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's go ahead and get right back into it. So I want to talk a little bit about Isaiah Stewart. But first, let me thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you guys go check out our YouTube, Lockdown Pistons. Obviously, over on YouTube, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We're sending around... I believe 290 subscribers, which is doing great. That's incredible. Within the first week and a half of being over there, I, that's incredible support. I appreciate it. But we're trying to get to 1,000 by the end of this year. Go over there if you haven't already. You don't even have to watch the videos on YouTube if you like it in podcast version. Well, trust me, I prefer podcast version a little bit. But YouTube is also a hell of a lot of fun. And simply go support the podcast and subscribe over there. You don't even have to watch them over there. You can stay over here on the podcast version. Just go support us over on YouTube. But let's go ahead and talk about Isaiah Stewart a little bit. So Isaiah Stewart only ended up playing 18 minutes tonight. He played exactly. I know I said 17 minutes earlier. His exact minute total was 17 minutes and 59 seconds. So I should have rounded up earlier in the podcast and said 18. Um, Isaiah Stewart, he's been, I would say through the first two games, like I told you guys, he's been steady. He's been like, he hasn't been doing much wrong. He also hasn't been doing much great. He's just been like steady. He's just like really been there. He's, He's not really popping off the screen. He's just, yeah, he's there, that kind of thing. Uh, so you can't – I don't know if you can really criticize that through the first three games. However, I brought this up to you guys on the last podcast we had with Bryce, which, by the way, go, make sure you guys go check out that podcast and that episode. That episode was great, uh, and we ended up backing up a lot of those stats, um, a lot of those open three stats, seeing if they were good quality shots for good shoot, et cetera, over on Twitter. Make sure you go follow me and Bryce over on Twitter, at Motor City Hoops for him, at Kooky Hill for me over there. We did a great job breaking that down over there because you – you know, it's easier to do that after episodes. I can't make two-minute episodes every single day to continue breaking down. Uh, but, yeah, definitely if you guys want some added content, go follow us over there. You guys will love it. Uh, but basically what I'm getting to, Isaiah Stewart, he needs to start shooting more threes. And it got to a point tonight, and I brought this up last episode, that he wasn't even popping in the last two games. Well, last night against the 76ers, he passed up about five open threes. And it was – a few of them maybe would have been contested – Late, late contest. If you play 2K, you know what late contests are. They don't really matter. Um, but he should have got those threes up. The Pistons need him to be, like, respected at that point at the three-point arc. Or centers like Joel Embiid and whoever's guarding him are going to do exactly what Embiid did tonight. And that was sagging the paint, not respect him. He's not going to come up on any picks off the screen. He's just going to drop, and he's going to give Isaiah Stewart the three when he does pop. And if Isaiah Stewart's not going to make him pay for that, He's, he's almost a liability in offense if he's going to play that way. Now, if he's going to shoot it and he misses it, then fine. 
if you're going to roll, actually, if you, even if you want to just roll instead, okay, I, I want him to pop more. They still need him to pop a little bit more. But okay, if you're going to roll. But tonight, I, that was even worse than the last two nights. Him not even popping, that's a concern of mine. But then when you're popping and you're passing up wide open threes, that's hurting. It's not just hurting Isaiah Stewart's development from beyond the arc. It's also hurting the, the players who are out there in the team's offense. For example, there was multiple times where Killian Hayes came off the screen, attacked Joel Embiid, was able to get Joel Embiid to attach to him. He kicked it back out to Isaiah Stewart. And Isaiah Stewart had a ton of space. And instead of shooting the three, he he hesitated. He hesitated to take it. And then at times it looked like he didn't know if he wanted to take it. And then he once he decided that he wanted to take it, then it was too late. The late contest was coming. And then he tried taking dudes off the dribble, which all those times ended badly for the Pistons. I know he showed a little bit of that towards the end of last year, but it hasn't showed up at all to start, to start this season. Um, and you definitely would rather, again, just have him shoot the three. You should be using the – putting it on the, the ball on the ground when guys close out you and respect your jumper. If you're not going to take those jumpers at all, no one's going to respect your jumper. It's not going to happen. So it's definitely a concern with Isaiah Stewart, I feel like, right now. Uh, he needs to – once again, he needs to pop, and he needs to shoot these open jumpers. It hurts the team, and it hurts himself, and it hurts his development. Uh, I think that has to do – has to be a big reason why he only played 18 minutes tonight. Uh, we got 25 minutes out of Kelly Olynyk, even when uh, in the second quarter, Luca Garza was brought in instead. So it's like Isaiah Stewart. He just has to, he has to, he has to show himself as a threat offensively more. I know he likes to bang around the rim. We all know that he he's a real physical guy. Obviously defensively, I still feel like he's doing fine. A little, uh, he's not impacting it as much as he did at times last year. He has his moments. He's being steady on that end. But offensively, he just has to be he has to be better. He has to again, like I said, he can he can shoot the threes and miss, but he has to at least appear to be a threat from be, be out there if he's going to pop. Because out, if he's not going to do that, no one's ever going to respect him. And the big man's just going to send the paint and not even treat him on defense. It's not it's like it's not even gonna happen. And it's gonna be hard for anyone to get to the rim or really create anything on offense with a guy who's basically playing free safety on defense. It's not football. It's that that's it's gonna be tough for the team. So I think two big takeaways tonight that are negatives, obviously. Uh, I, the positives we talked about earlier in the podcast, I think it has to be podcast. I say podcast. Podcast is killing Hayes and Sadiq Bay's play in the fourth quarter. Um, and then also the two negatives have to be Jeremy Grant not being able to close the game out down the game uh, down uh, the stretch, missing free throws. Not, we're not, again, not even asking him to do out there and do hero, heroics, but just simply do your job and, and make free throws. And he was he failed to do that at a critical time when the Pistons really needed him. Um, and then also Isaiah Stewart. I don't think I don't think Isaiah played in that fourth quarter. I think they rocked the entire fourth quarter with Kelly Olynyk, um, which Kelly Olynyk was playing fine tonight. He was three of eight from the field, seven of eight from the free throw line. He ended up with 14 points, uh, three assists, five rebounds, two steals, a block. He was pretty good tonight. Uh, so I don't blame that decision. They're probably going to do that a lot this season. But, but either way, Isaiah Stewart just didn't play that well tonight, and it started from him being hesitant and not playing aggressive and playing freely, uh, which is something we usually criticize Killian Hayes for, and that we usually don't really criticize Isaiah Stewart for that. So I don't really get why that's something that's popping up for him right now, but he has to get out of that. He has to start shooting his threes, whether he's missing or not. Uh, he has to get more threes up. He don't, it, we played four games. He's only attempted two threes throughout those games, and he passed up about three or four of them tonight. So – that's my takeaways from tonight's game. I think it was a fun game. Let me know in the comment section down below what you guys thought about tonight's game or last night's game against the 76ers. I thought it was a fun fourth quarter. Throughout the first three quarters, it was a bad watch. I'm not going to sit here and cap to you guys, okay? By the way, I had a few of you guys asking where I got this Pistons uh, teal horse hat. Uh, it's my favorite hat, obviously, but I got it from Snipes. I don't know if Snipes is only in the Metro Detroit area where I live, but 
if there's a local Snipes by you guys or somewhere, uh, go check out Snipes. This this is where I got the hat from. Uh, it's definitely my favorite hat. It's a dope hat. Uh, but either way, my point is not capping you guys. It was a bad watch for the first three quarters. That fourth quarter definitely made it a lot of fun. And that BS foul call on Kelly Olenek really ruined the fourth quarter. Not the result. Not saying the Pistons were going to win it, ruined the Pistons' chances of winning. We were going to have a really good finish that fourth quarter. It was going to be a fun finish. And instead, now we're sitting after the game talking about, man, that that fourth quarter really screwed over the Pistons, and they really sank their chances of winning or even forcing overtime, anything like that. So it was a fun game, and I hate they had it end like that. But next Pistons game on Saturday against the Orlando Magic, will Kay Cunningham play? We'll wait for them. We'll see then. Thank you guys again for listening to today's podcast. Thank you guys for making the Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. And like I tell you guys at the end of every episode, make sure you guys go check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with host Josh Floyd, who's doing a great job of giving you all the tips for fantasy basketball this season. Make sure you guys go follow me on Twitter at Hill. Your boy is check mark. You get it. Make sure you also go check me out over on YouTube. If you haven't already at Lockdown Pistons, subscribe. Make sure you leave a five-star review down below if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. And I will see you guys next week on Monday. Hopefully I have good news to tell you guys about Kay Cunningham playing on Saturday. And if he doesn't play Valley Sports, please get rid of the commercials for that game. I'll see you guys on Monday. Peace out, everybody.